Hello, everybody. It is Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault, and welcome to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. I'm already being bossed around. <laughs> I figured he should come into the frame. He that grabbed me on the leg and pulled me. A terrible me. idea. I'm going to adjust our camera a little bit so he'll stop hiding. And uh, we are going to have some fun today. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble because I can't slide it any further over. So we're going to figure it out. We are having some fun, and we are so glad you are with us today. You are listening to the Legacy Leadership Show, and we have an amazing guest today, Jenny Bellinger, a friend of the show, a friend of Contact Mapping, and one heck of a podcaster and coach is here with us today. And so, Jenny, we're so happy you're here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, can I have that introduction like everywhere I go? Just yeah, I you know, I, I'm just gonna carry you guys with me all the time and introduce me to all the things. <laughs> you just need, you know, we all need our hype person to come around with us, right? That's a that's a good thing in life. For sure, for sure. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Now I I, lo- I love being here. I, I'm honored that this is the second time you've had me on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We wouldn't have it any other way. So Jenny is She's one of three women I will confess to having showered with. <laughs> and he's not lying. All right. You can just continue continue on from there and I'm gonna step to this. I'm gonna take a little break. So, yeah. so Denise, not it's one. not as bad as it sounds, Denise. It's everybody, not as bad as it sounds. Everybody needs to know that Elizabeth Larson is going to take over for me here because she's got such a tremendous spirit with Jenny. And I just think that they're more kindred spirits because they're so heart centered and I'm so black hearted. But I was in St. Louis, Missouri, given a big, big presentation with Adrian on contact mapping for Bob Dickey in the world of Bonvera. And we didn't know what we were doing. We got there, Adrian and I, and we said, well, who's all the speakers? And they go, you. And Adrian and I did not realize we were the keynote speakers. And we about swallowed our cigars. And so we're already nervous. And the next thing you know, we go, what are we going to do? Because people are like thinking we're something. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes Jenny and Chris Kissel. And they just took over and changed our life. And they were there. Somebody else was there. Michelle Mangrum, you Michelle were in trouble. Mangrum. She's right there, and you didn't I even know her. I could not get her name. I know it. it was. <laughs> you know how you think about a name. So Michelle Mangrum was there, and so we just goofed around the whole time. So anyway, there was no bathtub in the hotel. So we uh, to take a picture of me in the bathtub because that's kind of like my trademark. So all three of us women. Uh, and myself, all three of those women and myself went over to the hotel and hopped in the shower and took pictures in the shower. So that's about the extent of it. So there were three women other than my wife that I've showered with that I will confess to over the last 500 years. And that's a beautiful thing. And your mother, I guess I should have probably showered with your mother. Yeah, someday. That's good. Yeah. So we wasted half the show on that. Story. So take it away. And why are we talking to this woman? Sorry, I'm but it's to... a great story though, because we also we also recorded it on social media, Tom. So it's there. So if people find us, they can find evidence of our shower. Amen. This is uh yeah, that's I'm gonna try to work through the throw up in my mouth and uh, <laughs> and get through this. So oh my goodness, we uh it's never never a dull moment with Tom, never a dull moment with Jenny and uh me little prudish old me in stuck in the middle with you so we're gonna have some fun and uh and learn something today jenny i i have 
just been such a fan of yours for a long time. And I, I love the way that you think about coaching because I think that you are, you're really a student first. And so I, I continually find myself learning from you as you get out there. And so we're just, I'm going to pivot hard away from showers and into the world of talking about what you do. Cause I, I love the way that you impact people. And so talk about how you first got into coaching and, and maybe the moment when you, you know, there's always that, you know, maybe I'm going to try this out and see if this is something that I like doing. And then there's a moment where you go, wow, this is, I found a big part of my calling. So what did that journey look like for you? Uh, it started with my own direct sales career. Um, I was in direct sales, had a team that was rocking and rolling and was doing really well with, and we ended up hitting number one in the world um, for group recruiting. And in the same convention also hit number three in the world for group sales. And from that, a bunch of leaders from around the, the company around the world started reaching out to me and asking me how I did it and what I figured out was that I was essentially coaching my team. And it, it it was something that I was just doing naturally that came naturally to me. My background is in psychology and education. So when psychology and education come together, apparently it's coaching. So <laughs> was coaching my team uh, through all of that and uh, started meeting coaches through the networking that I've been doing. I know you guys have interviewed Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI. I've been a member of BNI since 2011. And so at that point in time, a bunch of coaches started joining the BNI chapters in my area. And I was getting introduced to, to coaches, which I didn't know was a thing outside of sports. Yeah. So I was like, wait, there are people who, who coach in, in business? Like, how does that work? And so it just started, the universe started just showing me all kinds of people. And um start I hired a coach of my own and started moving in that direction and made the transition when I got my first certification in coaching in 2017 and I was like this is where I meant to be because I just I felt the calling just from the the differences that I made for the people who I got to coach while I was in my practicum um of of coaching training and saw what was happening with them and was like, okay, I need to go full-time with this. And so that was uh, March 1st of 2017 that I went full-time coaching and haven't looked back since. Wow. That's really cool. So you joined BNI in your direct selling business. And then that was part of this sort of exposure for you that led on to you ultimately choosing to become a coach yourself. Yes, it, it, absolutely. There were um, multiple coaches who influenced me. So Coach Allen, Coach Teresa, Coach Tim Dean was the biggest influence for me. Um, he's like, I, I tell people he's my, uh, he, he's my ultimate mentor. He got me in this direction. How cool is that? And so talk about, because I think this is a, you know, you, there's, there are coaches out there, you know, look at professional sports, right? There are coaches in the NBA or the NFL that were never an NFL player or never an NBA player and were and became professionals in the realm of coaching without necessarily having played it. There are also coaches that were professional players prior to then ultimately deciding to go into becoming a coach. And so, you know, in the realm that you're in, you, you would fall into that ladder camp. And so 
you know, talk about how how much do you feel like your experience having done it on the front lines before became, becoming a coach has been critical to you? And what are some of the most important oh. lessons that you apply? I think because I do coach primarily in the world of direct sales, network marketing and MLM, the fact that I was in the industry gives me a lot of credibility with the people who I'm who I'm working with. Um, because I speak their language, I get the mindset. It's a it's a slightly different mindset for those who are in this industry as compared to, and I'm going to put air quotes around this for those who are listening via radio. But those who are watching me live, you get to see the actual quotes. Um, for those compared to those in traditional business, um, because it's it's a little bit different. Um, there's no brick and mortar to go go to work to. There's um, it, there's a different Mm, perception that we get to overcome when, <laughs> when dealing with people finding out what what we do for a living. Um, you know, I remember being about, I don't know, six months to a year into my business and my brother asking me, so are you still doing that, that direct sales thing? And I was like, I don't know, are you still doing that army thing? <laughs> you know, of course, I'm it's how I make my living. Of course, I'm still doing this. And like, duh. <laughs> so we get that wonderful perception to, to um, work with and work through and overcome with people it, that many other businesses don't really have to deal with. So it, it really does help because I, I get that and can help people reframe that um, in their lives and, and help them with their businesses. All right, we're going to pivot because I'm going to get out of here in a minute. <clears throat> we lost a good, pretty good, a pretty good friend last couple of minutes. Yeah, last I, night. I don't think we want to I don't think so either. No, no, no. We're not saying any names. All right. But I looked in my contact mapping app at this guy at how many times I'd touched him over the last six months. Six times. Not a good friend, an easily forgettable friend. But my app constantly told me to say something kind to this guy. And last night he lost his life in a car accident. And what is important to me from that is all of you people have people like that that are just one drift across the center line about not being here anymore. And what I want you to think about is that and live a great life. But remember the people in your life as hard as you can. And the reason I'm really, really touched is Dan McCormick sent me the funeral, the service of Nathan Ricks, the gigantic new skin guy who recently uh, lost his life in his own jet. His wife lived through the accident as well as two other people over in Provo, Utah. And he just sent me over this beautiful, beautiful memorial service. And inside of that, I thought about a life well lived and leaving behind memories of you that people literally were sobbing. And I want you to think about what you're living your life for and how you're living that life and how people are going to remember you and how you're going to remember people. And what I wanted to do before I left and Elizabeth came on was just tell all of you that life's too short for you not to pay attention to everybody, especially the people closest to you, which are the ones we forget about the most. And love like crazy, then love more. Fire your brain, hire your heart and live there because you don't want somebody passing away and you and you look to yourself and say, I wish I had reached out. 
whether they're ill or whether it was an accident or anything like that, that isn't how you want to be. You don't want to be so busy or so this or so preoccupied or that, that you forget who your friends are, who your loved ones are. And so all of you out there, before I get out of here, that's my tip from them. You want to say anything about that before we go to the break and then you take us out? Uh, I, I just think you're that it really is. It's so, it's so important. And, you know, it, it's rare that you have that moment where somebody, where literally, you know, it's not, it's not even public. They haven't even released the name of this person yet. And so I don't want to share who it is. But I almost did it. Yeah. It's okay. And so, you know, you just, the, at, we are constantly in that space where you just never know. And I'm grateful that we are both in the situation of feeling like we loved that person well. And so that's what it's all about. So you're listening to Legacy Leadership with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. We've got guest coach Jenny Bellinger today, and we'll be back right after this. Stick around. And the best is yet to come because here comes Elizabeth. J. Michael <laughs> from Australia. There we go. Paul Van Dieven, Katie, you and I share a common bond. <laughs> Denise Dunlap, I'd take a bath with you anytime. Shirley Ann Horvat, love you. A bath picture, I meant. And take it away, everybody. <laughs> All right, slide closer so we're not in the we're not in the different frame. And we're gonna adjust the fun size camera. All right, stop laughing for three seconds. All right, we are back. It is Adrian Chenault and not Tom Chenault. Tom Chenault suddenly got much better looking and also about twelve inches shorter. And we've got Elizabeth Larson here with us and guest Jenny Bellinger. Elizabeth is uh, is a majorly kindred spirit and uh, just a, an awesome person. And so it's really fun. Elizabeth is the chief of client success at Contact Mapping, and she runs our entire coaching enterprise of which Jenny is a part. And so, yeah. hi, Elizabeth. Hi. This is so much fun. So take, take it away for a second. I'm going to adjust the camera, and we're going to keep the party going here. He's going to make it so it's not so fun-sized. There we go. <laughs> A tiny head above a yellow uh, label here. Oh, so Ginny, you know what? What Tom and Adrian were just talking about—you know how important life is. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I have had several conversations about this, especially through coach training, of talking about how important it is for people to go after their dreams, go after, and don't take don't take for granted how long that they have on this earth. Yeah. And so if, if you were to speak into that to somebody who's listening right now and just struggling, you know, what advice would you give them? Uh, in terms of uh, chasing down their dreams? Yeah. And not waiting. It, it, yeah, it's hmm. so oftentimes what I find is holding people back are a couple of things. First of all, they have fear whether it's fear about achieving the thing or whatever. But here's the thing, the longer you wait, the less likely you are to achieve it um, because you're, you're not taking steps towards that. Right. The second thing that holds people back is uh, perfection, wanting it to be perfect. So they're not gonna do anything until it, everything is perfect. The plan has to be perfect. Every step that they take has to be perfect. And, and I can't remember who said it, but someone put it on Facebook today. Done is the new perfect. And I am 100% on board with done is the new perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but what, uh, hold on. My favorite kind of planning is to make a plan. I like to plan <laughs> to make my plan. That's a great, I mean, that feels really good. Are you sure that that's not really what I should be doing? Uh, well, it does help, right? It, it, <laughs> 
it does help to have a plan, but here's the thing. Um, napkin plans are just as effective in many cases as um, a full on like organization or uh, like flow chart thing that you're probably thinking of because yeah, I know yeah. you're in the tech industry. So you're used <laughs> to like triangles, diamonds, squares, circles as all part of that flow chart with arrows going if this, then that. <laughs> and yeah, we don't need all of that. A napkin plan works just as well. <laughs> There you go. You know, she makes a really good point, though, because how many people have we seen, you know, they come into our community, they're stuck, they they feel like they have not gone after anything. And then they start actually working with someone, they start making those steps, they start being a part of the community. And they start moving forward, knowing that just done is the new is the new perfect, like just getting those steps out there. Because I think one of the hardest struggles for anybody, and it was for me for a long time, is here comes another January mm-hmm. and nothing's changed and, and nothing has changed in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny, when you, you know, you, we encounter this a lot. I'm sure you've encountered this many, many times of you're talking to somebody and you can feel them sort of digging into this pattern or this comfort space of, I, I deflect taking action by continuing to stay in a plan this planning stage, or I, I need to prepare or whatever it is. What's something that you off, that you can do to help someone break themselves out of that pattern? Oftentimes what I work with them on is taking the, the first most easiest, stupid, simple, and I call it that all the time, stupid, simple step. What is the stupid, simple step you can take towards whatever that may be? Um, so, because it's January and lots of people set health goals in January, let's say it's they want to start working out. Well, the stupid, simple health goal that you do is put your tennis shoes in your workout clothes where you're going to put them on in the morning so that you don't even have to think about it when you get up. Like the stupid, simple step is just to have the things there so that you feel like an idiot. That's why it's stupid, stupid, simple. You feel like an idiot if you don't do it. So, your choice now is feel like an idiot or put on the workout clothes because then you put on the workout clothes. That's an easy thing to do. We all know how to get, get dressed, you know? So then it's, what's the next stupid, simple thing? Well, then the next stupid, simple thing is get in the car to go to the gym or pop in the yoga DVD. I don't know. That's mine. Pop in the yoga DVD and do the yoga, you know? So it's, it, it's gotta be the most simple step you know, so that you at least take the next step, even if, even if it feels minor, but yep. <laughs> it all starts with that one. There you go. I love that. What's, what's the next right, obvious, stupid, simple step. It's <laughs> going to give you the chance to move forward and to get that small win and to prove to yourself that you can do something. And then you keep, you know, you put one step in front of the other and suddenly things begin to take off. So we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault and not Tom Chenault, a.k.a. Elizabeth Larson and the amazing Jenny Bellinger. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Another quick little 30 seconds. Katie, you're awesome. Paul, we love you, man. Love you, Sean, in, Sean Murphy's in Sean the house. Murphy. Thank you so much. Gosh, Jilling. Holy moly. Love that guy. 
we have some legends here. So thank you yes. so much. Please do hit that share button. This is a great conversation and I'm excited. We've got a, something really cool to talk about next. So stick around and we're coming back in just a second here. And we're back. It's on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. I've got guest host Elizabeth Larson from Contact Mapping and Coach Jenny Bellinger, podcaster to the stars. And we are having lots and lots of fun here. And, you know, I, I'm excited for the three of us to be together and really for the two of you to be here because you guys can, you, I, you're way smarter than me in all this kind of stuff. But both of you are, are really kind of personality profile junkies and uh, kind of come from different uh, uh, different starting points in terms of the way that you approach this. And so Jenny, maybe before we get into talking about your preferred method of doing this, mm -hmm. just talk about you know what what do you see as the value of it and importance in utilizing something like a personality profiling tool? when you're working with coaching clients and maybe also think of, talk a little bit about how that can apply when we're out there prospecting or talking to customers or whatever in not only under understanding ourselves, but using that to understand and relate to others as well. Oh, I think the most important part is the awareness of ourselves, awareness of who we are, how we operate, how we think our motivations that come from whether it's the personality style or behavioral style that, that we're, we're looking at it just helps us begin to to know because when we know ourselves then we're able to then start to make any of the changes towards what we want and and who we want to become um utilizing the strengths of our personality style if it's a personality style um what i trend towards is a behavioral model because behavior is easier to change than a personality so <laughs> 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 i'm just i'm just that's my own personal thing. Um, but when you have that information, it, it then informs how you then interact with other people. And the, the best analogy that I can use with this is when it comes to like a, a GPS, right? You know your destination is Chicago. But the problem is if you don't know where you're starting, if you don't know the beginning destination, the GPS can't tell you where to go, how to get there. So your own personality style, your own behavioral style will inform how you interact with somebody else. So that's your starting point is knowing yourself to then be able to know, okay, what do I need to adjust in order to communicate more effectively? Because we're not doing this to manipulate. That's one of the biggest questions I get when it comes to this. Isn't that manipulative to, to no? You're communicating more effectively. It's not manipulative to learn Spanish to speak to someone who only speaks Spanish. <laughs> that is so manipulative. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> you want to communicate more effectively with somebody? That's so manipulative. No. No. Oh my gosh. It's so it it really starts with understanding yourself and then you can begin to understand the other styles regardless of what assessment you use, what your preference is, you can begin to understand the other styles and how they then um, can coordinate and communicate with each other. Yeah, exactly. And, and one thing I find is it's a, the way I like looking at it, it's honoring that person by understanding the way they think and understanding what's important to them. Yes. And so I, I agree with you, not manipulative at all. In fact, I feel, feel like it's honoring. Oh, absolutely. And it, 
people feel more seen, heard, and understood when you have an idea of who they are. Um, because, and the only way for you to understand who they are, because of course you're not walking around saying, Hey, would you go take this assessment so I can know who you are? <laughs> it, the, the point is to get to know a personality style of personality assessment, behavioral assessment well enough to begin to understand who the, what the different, per, what the different options are right. so that you can get, as you get to know the people around you begin to understand, okay, it feels like this person is probably a, this color or this shape mm -hmm. or this animal or this, um, letter of the alphabet, depending on what your, um, what your preferences or, or, uh, the, for example, the Enneagram, the numbers, right? What number are they? Because then that helps you begin to understand how to interact with them. And then when you are interacting with them and communicating with them, in a way that they prefer to be communicated with using language that they better understand and actually matters to them, then isn't it, they, they feel seen, heard and understood and they're more connected to you. And that's going to help influence when it comes down to it, if they're going to do business with you or not, whether it's purchasing a product, whether it's um, deciding to join your team, if you're network marketing or direct sales there, you know, if they know multiple people in the same company, but they feel seen and heard and understood by you, guess who they're going to pick unless like the other person is their sister. And they're like, my sister's going to kill me if I don't join her team. Okay. Totally cool. But if they feel more seen, heard and understood by you, they're going to feel more connected to you and want to interact with you more. Yeah. You know, really it's a way of showing the BLTs. I mean, yes. and for those who are watching that don't know what the BLTs are, we believe in a philosophy of belong, love, trust, and safe. And when you have all four of those, somebody wants to do business with you. They want to be a part of your tribe. They want to be a part of everything you do. And if, if any of those are missing, that's where we run into the problem. And so really learning how the way they think, learning what's important to them is another way of showing those BLTs and showing that they actually matter to you. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys call it BLTs. I call it Ohana. I tattooed <laughs> it on my arm, on my body. It means so much to me um, to be family. And, and that really fits in. And the BLTs is like literally as part of this. It's, I think it's, I need just a sandwich like right there. <laughs> uh, I know a guy who can help you with that. My wife would be like, you did what? <laughs> Just can imagine what Callie would say. <laughs> oh, I am not. Uh, I'm not cool enough to pull off tattoos, so you, you could uh, all rest assured. Uh, so, okay, that's that's brilliant. And so, talk about your what tool you like to use, Jenny, and and a little bit about how you know. I, I think people have different. Uh, maybe preconceptions or different experiences with personality tools in okay. general. And so how did, you know, what do you like to use and, and what makes it different from maybe some of the other things that are out there that others may have some experience with along the way? Absolutely. Uh, the one I, I prefer is the DISC model, D-I-S-C. Um, it's an applied psychology. So this is something that's been around since I think it was first released in 1928 in the, in the late 20s. So it's been around for a really long time in the world of psychology. Um, and what I like about it is, as I mentioned before, it's not a personality style. Some people call it a personality thing, but it really isn't. It's a model of behavior. It's how people show up in the world. 
and that changes over time. How people show up changes. Um, and that's why I tend to prefer the disc over anything else because um, I have an opportunity to help people shift the way they show up. I can't change who they are, but I can help them begin to see the, the actions and activities that they can change that will better serve what they want out of life. So if I can help someone shift into being more action oriented or helping them understand how to be more people oriented, that's going to make so much a bigger impact than if somebody says, well, an eight's an eight and that's who I am. Yeah. Or I'm a, I'll use the experience that I had uh, with the, the color model. I'm a yellow, that's who I am. And so my, uh, as a coach, I like to be able to say, so you're a D <laughs> on the disc model right now. You're showing up as a D. We have an opportunity to change that if you're not getting the results you want. Right. There you go. And that's an important point. Like you can change. Yeah. All of us, I mean, oh. how many people will say, oh, I'm just this. And that's it. it they have the opportunity to make a different yeah. change, to change the identity that changes the behavior. There you go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and I I think too many times uh, people who are not my clients, because people who say this do not want to become my client. It's not <laughs> going to be a good experience. Um, but somebody might often use that as an excuse to to say, well, I don't have to change. Like it's so much easier to to just say, I'm a yellow, I'm an eight, I'm a two, I'm a I'm an owl, I'm a this, <laughs> than to actually do something to change and 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 make the shift towards whatever it is that they want, but which also tells me they don't have a powerful enough vision of what they want, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if somebody has ne never taken the disc before, how can you go, where, where do you go to do that? Um, well, there's a lot of different places you can go, but the best place is mine. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. to my website. Um, where do we go? So badassdirectsalesmastery.com forward slash free disc, because you, you can, there's no reason why somebody should have to pay to find out to learn about themselves. Um, they will get a 15 page report included in that so that they can read for themselves. But if they look at it and go, uh, this is a lot, then they have the opportunity to reach out to me and we'll do a consultation. The consultation is not free because my time, my expertise, my, my knowledge, the time I've spent in getting to know this, at the level at which I know this, because um, I literally train with the go-to disc guy in the world of business, um, is worth paying for. But no doubt, I I love it. But get the assessment to to get the awareness and begin to understand because the the introductory information is in the report. There you go. All right. So if you're on the radio, it's badassdirectsalesmastery.com/slash/free disc D I S C is where you go to get that. And you will get a free report that is 15 pages long. Uh, there's other free things out there that are not nearly as comprehensive as that. So this is a really cool way to get plugged into, uh, really understand yourself better and to start applying this. And so if that's something that intrigues you, I definitely recommend that you go and check that out. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I, I think this whole concept, of using it to 
not only understand yourself, but to begin to understand others more effectively is something that is, is really, really important because again, you know, this is where the, it's not that it's just a fixed thing that it is about that you're able to, to move yourself into apply yourself in different scenarios. And when you're relating to different people that I think is really important. And so uh, we got about another minute before we go to a break, but uh, on the other side of this break, I think where we should take the conversation for this last segment is really talking about relationships and how, how, disc and how that can apply there. And just maybe even in a general sense, you know, how can we be more effective in building relationships and connections to grow our business? Because that's something that I have seen you do extremely well, Jenny, when I, you know, I, I look at my network and people, you know, who are the people who are true kind of power connectors for me within my network? And you're one of those people. And so I want to dig into that and understand and learn from you and have you share with others how you do that, because you really are somebody that uh, embodies those values for me. So we're talking to Jenny Bellinger. She is an incredible coach and a podcaster. You can go check out those free resources if you go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com slash free disc. So go check that on the break. We'll be back right after this. Whew, that's a mouthful to spit out when you got to hit a, a clock. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that when I named the podcast. I was like, oh, that's going to be a hell of a domain name. B BDSM was taken, so I understand. Yes, it was. Uh, anyway, we're not going to, yeah, we're going to leave that one right there. And uh, Denise, thank you for all the comments. You're, my phone Yay, is blocking, or Denise. the camera is blocking the comments. So I did see all your awesome comments earlier. But Hi, Denise. Love you're, you. You're awesome. All right. <laughs> And we're back. Final segment with Jenny Bellinger on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault, who gave up his seat to our incredible guest co-host, Elizabeth Larson, Chief of Client Success at Contact Mapping. We've got a little bit of time left today, and I, I want to dive into relationships because that's obviously near and dear to all three of our hearts. And it really is something, Jenny, that you do extremely well. And one of the things that I have noticed about you, we were actually talking, we were saying nice things about you behind your back yesterday. And yeah. one of the things that, that really shows up for me about you is you are extremely generous in your connections, even sometimes when... Uh, you know, there might be something where there's an element of like, there's some overlap, right? Like, I think a lot of people, they're, they're generous with their relationships, as long as it doesn't have any chance of encroaching on what they do. And I have witnessed you be generous with your relationships in ways when it does potentially have some risk of encroaching on what you do. And I remember asking you about that one time, and, and you have a really distinct uh, mindset and way of thinking about that, that I, I really found refreshing and, and that I've looked to emulate since then. And so just talk about what's your approach to relationships and referrals and thinking in a bigger way than just, you know, is this taking away from me? Because I, that's something that I think we all would benefit from. Well, I, I live in the abundance mindset. There's plenty of business out for me. There are lots of people who are there for me. There are lots of people, way more people who are out there who are not for me. Um, and when it comes to that, like you said, that potential for overlap where somebody might be doing the same thing. And what if they take one of my clients, for example, um, cause I've had people ask me the question, why would you have, for example, somebody like Sean Murphy on your podcast? Cause he's been on my podcast before 
he and I do a lot of the same stuff. Why would I do that? Because someone might go do business with him. Well, if they're meant to do business with him, they're meant to do business with him. If they were meant to do business with me, they would have reached out <laughs> and connected with me. They're listening to my podcast. It's not like they don't know how to get a hold of me. They listen to me every week. If they're meant for me, they will come to me. If they're meant for somebody else, I want what is best for the other person. That's literally part of the Ohana piece, that, that aloha, which is love. And I want what is best for people. And I want to be the best. And if I am not the best person for them, if it's Sean Murphy, if it's Elizabeth, if it's another coach in the contact mapping world, that's a better fit for the person. I want them to have who is best for them because otherwise I'm not in my best place. Cause I'm trying to be something that is not the best for them. And I, I live in, in my lane very well. <laughs> And I want to stay in my lane because I love where I am and I love who I am and I see who I am and want to be able to stay in that place for the person who shows up that is that is meant for me. And I, I'm a big believer that, you know, the other people who are, for example, maybe in Sean's audiences or your audience who decide, you know what, Jenny is the best one for me when they show up for me, when they reach out to me, the universe is telling me this is my person. This is who I'm meant to work with. Yeah. You know what I love is, is you know, ex can you talk for a second? How would you apply that to other areas of business? So a lot of people have a, a lack mentality where it's like, you know, I've, I've got to get what's mine I in all of that. And, and we know that doesn't work at all. So how can somebody go to shift from that mindset and understand that there is plenty there there's plenty of people and that living in this way of love the blts of knowing who's the right person for you and and pointing people that aren't to you yours to the right people how it actually benefits them can can you speak to that for just a moment I think the best way to do that is is through a story, and it's it's through a a, a roofer that I was uh, that I'm acquainted with through BNI. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and what he talked about was there was a client that he ended up turning away because it was um, too too small of a job for him, and he knew another roofer in another chapter that did that kind of roof better. So he referred that to him. Had he kept that client, he would have not had the time in his schedule to take the next referral that came his way, which was a multi-million dollar commercial roof. He would have been stuck doing this little house residential roof, which was not what he wanted to do, he wanted to get into the commercial side. He wouldn't, ha wouldn't have had the time or the manpower because they were all working on right. that roof. And he would not have been able to move the teams he needed to to get to the multi-million dollar commercial roof that turned into another commercial roof. And another, like, so multi-millions of dollars by giving the thing that wasn't his to the to the right person, to the right company that was for them. Right. And, and being steadfast in what they were looking for. Yeah. yeah. Know what you want. That's you got to know what you want and go after it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a really beautiful place to, to maybe wrap things up is that yeah. as you get clear, like 
I, I know that these kinds of people are for me, or I know that this is who I am. And that if I'm clear about who I am, that the right kinds of clients are going to come to me and I don't have to chase because I'm, I'm in this space of saying, this is who I am and this is what I'm about. And so I love that. And I think it then frees you up to release people and to not have to chase scraps or do these other things. And all, all of those things come about so much better. And I love that you mentioned Sean, cause I think he's an, another person who embodies this, right? Sean is extremely generous in sharing his audience and sharing his stage and he lives that. And so that's super cool. So we got to wrap it up. I can't believe we're already out of time. It's Jenny Bellinger, the Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast host. Go check that out. We'll be back next week. Thanks again. All right. Hang out for a minute on Facebook. Man, that went way too fast. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. That, like, I, I'm sitting here going, it's already been 40 minutes? I know it. I know Seriously? it. That was, that was fun and fast and furious, and what a great conversation. Scott Shilley, thanks for being here and sticking around. Doug Stare is the fastest fingers in the West. Thank you for tagging friends to be on here. Paul, you are the best super fan ever. We love you so much, man. Uh, there have just been awesome people. Katie Ganelli, thank you for always being here and cheering us on. Uh, just really, really fun, awesome people here today. And Jenny, you are certainly one of them. And we're really grateful that, to get to have you come and hang out with us today. Uh, well, thank you for inviting me. I, I'm super excited and I really look forward to the time when Virginia and I can both be here to talk, really talk about the networking piece and the connection piece and how, I mean, she's the one who taught me all of that. She is so oh. fun. So we'll get we'll get her on here. Chadillac, you're awesome. Shirley Ann, great to have you here. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Hit that share button if you haven't already so we can share this amazing conversation. And we'll see you next week on Legacy Leadership.